Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, October the 16th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And uh, we're glad you've decided to join us today for our regular Saturday morning edition. Uh, we have concluded our series on the mysteries of the gospel. And today we are moving to another subject. Uh, to another chapter of the Bible, which you're going to find fascinating, uh, Psalm 119. And Pastor Dick has, uh, to the best of my knowledge, coined it uh, as the Word chapter. And uh, that's right, the Word chapter, speaking of the Word of God. That's what we're referring to. And uh, you're going to find out exactly why that is as Pastor Dick goes through several weeks, I think, of Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter of the Bible. Absolutely. Uh, packed with beautiful information on uh, the Word of God. So uh, don't miss an episode of this. You're going to love it. Uh, before we begin that, I'd like to uh, remind our listeners that uh, we have been working behind the scenes, so to speak, on a couple of projects for our podcast, and one of them is uh, something we're going to start implementing immediately, and that is we're going to move to a question and answer format. That's right. You will get to ask uh, questions of Pastor Dick or uh, Dr. Dr. Hickson or Lucas Doremus uh, via email, and uh, I'm going to provide you that email address right now. The email address where you can send questions is I'm just the clay at gmail.com. And let me spell it out. It's all lowercase. I am J U S T T H E C L A Y at gmail.com. That's again, that address is I'm just the clay at gmail.com. If you'll send us your questions, just tell us who you are, give us your first name and where you're from, where you're listening from, and uh, then address the question, and we will review those on a daily basis. And when we do our segments, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, uh, or Tuesday morning, as we normally do, whoever the question is directed to, we'll answer as many of those questions as we can in an hour format. So if we don't get to your question this week, tune in next week because we're going to try to address every one of the questions that we get. So um, that's uh, as a benefit to you and a benefit to us. We, we, we want to hear from you and we want to know uh, the things that you're unsure of so we can, we can maybe help you understand and by the way, that makes us better uh, at, at our own herm hermeneutic. Yeah. There may be things that you ask that we're not sure of. Yeah. And that causes us to have to research more. Oh, no. Uh, I've got four of four my own questions that I'm not really sure of. <laughs> yeah, me too. After, after 60 years of studying the Word of God. You heard it, folks. Yeah. See? So uh, there are things that, that all of us have questions about. Uh, let's see if we can find the answers together. Uh, and that, that's part of what we do as a ministry. We want, we want to educate uh, and uh, edify as much as we can. So 
uh, again, I'm sending your questions to I'm just the clay at gmail.com and then tune in to listen uh, for your question to be answered. Um, we're excited to, to begin that. Uh, with that being said, we're going to start today on Psalm 119. So get to go ahead and turn to it in your Bibles now and get your note-taking materials ready because we've got some info for you. We've got stuff. Pastor, it's all yours. Take us through Psalm 119, the word chapter. All right. Uh, before we get into 119, I have to give an introduction to the study. And uh, I, I, let me start by, by saying uh, that Curtis and I determined uh, before we even started these podcasts that, that the reason we're going to do this is to, um, is to uh, uh, educate um, and uh, people on one of our reasons was to educate people on how to study for uh, yourselves. And we do that by doing it ourselves. So um, let me just start by saying there are four major ways um, by which we study and most Bible scholars, and I don't call myself a scholar, I'm a student, uh, how we study. And there are four basic ways uh, which you can study the Word of God. And we've done all of these except the question and answer. That's right. one of them. Uh, and the question and answer usually is done in what we would call small group or home Bible studies, uh, not in a church service where there are, you know, hundreds of people. Right. So, uh, so, but, but, but we'll do the Q&A. And by the way, as you learn, we're learning. That's right. Okay. For instance, Curtis, I have four questions already. I won't, I won't do them all, but in the Gospel of John, uh, the disciples are fishing and they pull in a, a load of fishes. Uh, when Jesus said, cast the net on the other side of the boat, and, and they brought in 153 fishes. Now, why is the number 153 important? It's There's in only the been book. a question of mine, too. Okay, we'll answer that. Not today. <laughs> there, there, by the way, there are several different theories on There that. really are. But and, uh, uh, so, know, nobody knows for certain. Uh, well, I think there are somebody, some people that know for certain, and we know the sources to go to. That's I think, true. I think J.B. Hickson will give you the answer I, I to that. He probably will. Okay, yeah, because he is really, really a Bible scholar. So that's one of the ways uh, which we can study and teach with with the question and answer. Uh, the other way, another way, is expository. Now, what that means is a verse by verse study, and we've done that. We've gone through the Book of Ephesians and the book of Galatians in a more or less verse-by-verse uh, verse study of the we, Word. We did Revelation also. In fact, I think that's what we started our podcast yeah. with, the book of the Revelation. Uh, uh, soon yeah. after the beginning. Of in, the, in the early uh, days. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that's expository, verse-by-verse. Verse. Then within the expository teaching, uh, there's, there's a method called topical. Topical studies, that is doctrinal. And we've done that. Um, you look at our series on the 10 major Bible doctrines. That's, right. That's topical study. So we've got Q&A, expository, 
and topical. And then today we're going to do, and we've done some of this already, and it's called Keyword Study Bibles. And that is when a word pops up in a particular book of the Bible, a lot of times it's God pointing his finger at that word saying, uh, look at this. Pay attention. We've got a little, I've got a little, um, um, a, a devotional study guide, which my church passes out uh, for free. And you can pick it up off of their uh, literature table. And, and I'm looking at uh, the sentence to, at one of the daily devotions for August 15th. It says, if, if our God says something once, we need to listen and obey. But if he says it twice, we had better pay very close attention. And so, uh, and that's been one of my rules of study uh, over the years. And so uh, we're going to do a keyword Bible study today. So have your Bibles open and ready uh, before we get to uh, chapter 119 of the Psalms. A very, what's the longest chapter in the Bible? 176 verses. Well, written crying. by King David. Written by King David. And I'm, well, and, and dictated by by God, the King David. Uh, but we'll start off in the New Testament. And, uh, and, and again, we're talking about a keyword study Bible. And as I go, in my years of study, I've noticed that, uh, that there are several chapters in, in the Bible, which scholars, teachers, mm -hmm. authors have given names to. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, let me, I'll, I'll give you just uh, uh, maybe three or four uh, examples of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, for example, is called the resurrection chapter. That's right. And why is that? Because it's all about the resurrection, especially of Jesus Christ, but also of his saints. Right. And so um, while the word... Uh, Resur resur uh, resurrection or resurrected appears only four times in that chapter. You have to understand that the words raised, raise, risen, which all deal with the resurrection, uh, appear along with the words resurrection 21 times. Right. And so this is God pointing his finger at 1 Corinthians 15 saying oh, everything that you wanted to know about resurrection is is in 1 Corinthians 15 now not the only stuff but basically mainly that chapter is about the resurrection 1 Corinthians chapter 15 then you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and, uh, of course, many of you know that it's referred to as the, the love, love chapter. chapter. Now, uh, in the King James Version, the word is translated charity, and it, and it occurs eight times. Mm -hmm. Eight times. Now, that's enough to make you want to say, whoa, yeah. what is this about love? Yeah, yeah. the same word uh, for love is actually translated love in First John chapter 4. But First Corinthians uh, it's called the love chapter, famously. Chapter 13, yeah. Yeah, chapter 13, 1 Corinthians 13. But 1 John chapter 4, when I read this in my studies, the word love, loved, loveth. Yeah. Do you know how many times that appears in 1 John chapter 4, Curtis? How many? 26 times, 27 times. 
why isn't that referred to as the love chapter? I think I'm going to call it the love chapter. Well, wait a minute. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about the principles of love. Mm -hmm. And 1 John chapter 4 talks about the practices of love. And this is and this is when we're giving you hints on how to study the word of God for yourself. Don't just trust us. Do it yourself and trust God's Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, speaking of spirit, the Holy Spirit, do you know in Romans chapter 8? Wow. Yeah, Romans chapter 8. The Holy Spirit chapter. That's the Holy Spirit chapter. Now, I haven't heard it called that. I, I do. I, I haven't either. But, but, but we're going to do it that because, well because. But you know why? Yeah, because the Holy Spirit is mentioned seventeen times, eighteen times. 18. Okay. Uh, the word "spirit" occurs nineteen times, but one of those times is talking about our spirit, our spirit and right. not the Holy Spirit. Right. But it, and it starts out with how to walk in the Spirit, mm-hmm. and so and so eighteen times. So you need to look at that. What That's about, a key word. And what about, and if, what about Hebrews eleven? Uh, see, now you're getting ahead of me. Okay. Yeah, why do you do that? I don't know. Probably because I have a good <laughs> idea maybe where you're going. Yeah, guess whose home he was raised in. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to go there in just a minute. But uh, So if you want to know the works, the ways, the wisdom, uh, the walk of the Holy Spirit, uh, Romans chapter 8. That's, that's, what, that's what key word studies are all about. And then Curtis got ahead of me, doggone him. But that's all right. I've I've forgiven him over and over again. I've had to. (laughs) So many things to forgive, right? Yeah, there are. Okay. So, and so in the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews is is famously called chapter eleven. Is called Hebrews chapter eleven. Thank you. Hebrews chapter eleven is called the faith chapter. Now, why is it called the faith chapter? How many times does the word faith occur in Hebrews (laughs) chapter 11, Curtis? Um, uh, To use the vernacular, a crap ton of times. Oh boy, a lot, 23 times. In fact, that chapter starts out with the definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the the evidence of things things not seen. seen. By the way, Jesus said, blessed are those who see and they believe, but more blessed are those who believe though they have not seen. That's right. But but faith is the evidence of things not seen. So that's the definition of faith. And then the rest of the chapter talks about the demonstration of faith. And and so, uh, so key words are important as you study uh, the Word of God. Um, and so, uh, having said that, uh, and, and and I hope I've I hope I've done it well, Curtis, but uh, but I want our people to know how to study the Word of God for themselves. Mm-hmm. Your private home personal study. personal study of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know how. Yes. Now, I I like uh, all of these ways of studying, and especially the topical way, and also keyword studies, mm-hmm. um, because uh, and 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 to help you in the study of keywords, 
you probably, if you don't have one, you ought to probably go to your bookstore and order a strong, strong exhausting concordance of the Bible. Yes. Well, every word of the Bible is in that strong, exhaustive concordance. Every word, including a, yes, yeah, the, and it, yeah, and sure, but yeah, and then what happens is uh, it tells you what what verses they're in, how many yeah. times it occurs in the in a particular chapter, and 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 it's just very important to have that. You also ought to get a Bynes Expository yeah. Dictionary. Yep. Uh, of, of Bible words, and it get, gives you the Greek definition. Now, what does the Strong's Concordance do in, a, in addition to that? Well, aside of each of each place that they say, where you see the word faith, for example, there's a little number yeah. out to the right-hand side in the right-hand column, and that directs you to a dictionary yeah. in the back of Strong's Concordance, and there's a Hebrew dictionary and a Greek, and a Greek dictionary, That's and right. so you'll learn to know uh, what Greek words are used, and 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 they uh, not only give you the definition, but they expand on the definition and give you synonyms. And so, uh, get a Strong's expository. I uh, mean, a Strong's concordance. The Strong's exhaustive concordance of the Bible. That's it, Strong's, and that's the title. Go to your bookstore. Say, I'd like to get a Strong's exhaustive concordance. Yeah. And uh, the, if they don't have it on stack, on stock. Uh, we have a bookstore in in our area that does stock them, and I got and I purchased a couple of them there when they were on sale. Of course, my wife buys everything on sale. I think I got mine for I, I got it on sale for sixty seven bucks, maybe. But that's that's the big one. I I got one for thirty nine bucks one time. It was on sale, and uh, and uh, boy, I picked it up. And I had three of them, and I think I gave one of them away just recently. But I have three of them in the house. I've given one away. Yeah. So Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. And we're teaching you in in these sessions that we have, not just what the Word of God says and what it means, but how you can study it for yourself. That's right. And by the way, don't ever just take our word totally for it. You You go to your own Bible. I prefer the King James Version. Uh, Strong's is on the King James Version, and I, and I use it because it has a, over 400 years of dependability. It's got a good record. 20-some now, yeah. I think. Sure, 1609, was it, Curtis? Yes, sir. Yeah, when it was. So, but anyway, so we study with key words. Now, let's go to, let's go to Psalm 117, please. Turn to that in your Bibles. Uh, no, Psalm 119. I'm sorry. Psalm 119. Let me say it again so I can remind myself. Psalm 119. All Come right. on, guys. I'm old. Yeah, give me a break. Okay. So so here's and here's why we're going to call this the word chapter. Now, I've not heard anybody else call it that. I haven't either. Uh, in all my years of uh, book reading and Bible study and, uh, you know, commentary. Re- I've never heard it termed that either. However, most appropriate way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. And here's why I'm going to say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, first of all, Psalm 119 was penned by King David. He was a king. But did you know David's history? Mm. He was also an adulterer and a murderer. 
and a murderer. That's right. He committed adultery with another man's wife, Bathsheba, and then he sent her husband out into the front of the battle that they were having. Uriah the Hittite. Uriah the Hittite, and and so that he could be killed, and that happened. Mm -hmm. So, folks, if you don't believe in In grace, in the the grace of God and how God can and does forgive, Mm -hmm. you need to get in your word of God because this book of the Bible was written 176 verses the longest chapter in the Bible by an adulterer and a murderer forgiven. That's right. God even calls David a a man after his own heart. He does. He does. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and so if you have something in your past, you say, well, God could never forgive that. Yes, he can. Yes. And he will, but you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior so you can come to the throne of grace boldly to find help in the time of need and david is doing that in psalm 119 there's a lot of that now now there are 176 verses yeah now how many times do you think david refers to the word of god in this chapter curtis oh just take a guess. I'm going to say, well, there's 176 verses. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say more than that, probably 180, 190 times. Um, boy, you're, you're pretty close. Really? I don't know the exact number. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I've done the research and on I, this, I and have. I've done it over and over and over again because I'm amazed. Yeah. I'm amazed at this chapter. Uh-huh. 176 verses. 185 mentions of the word of God. 185. Let me give you an example. Now, the the word W-O-R-D, it's singular and it's plural, occurs only 42 times. Is that all? Only 42 times. But the synonyms for the word, and here they are. For example, 25 times. He uses the word law. Well, where did the law come from, Kurt? Well, let's see. It's in the, the Torah, the word of God. It's in the word of God. Then in 21 times, he uses the word precepts. Now, how do you know what God's precepts are? Another legal term, basically. On the way, yeah, and it talks about, and that's directly referring to God's word. Right. And, you, and you see the word commandment, commandments, commanded. 25 times. Yeah. 25 times. You see the word testimonies. Oh, yeah. That refers to the word of God 22 times. Statutes. Where do you find God's statutes? There's 22 times. And then he uses the word judgments. Oh, boy. 18 times. And the word judgment, four times for a total of 22. He uses the word ordinances. Where did the ordinances come from? The word of God. That's just that just occurs once. And then he refers to God's mouth. Uh-huh. Three times. Yeah. How the word of God comes from God's mouth. And I told those up 185 wow. times. And folks, God didn't just say this once. 
He didn't just say it twice. In Psalm 119 alone, there are 185 direct references to the Word of God. As a matter of fact, in 176 verses, how many verses, Curtis, do you think do not refer to the Word of God? A handful, four or five, maybe. Uh, the handful, exactly. There's five. Five. Five verses yeah. that do not. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is 122. Verse 122, I know that. You know that for sure? Yeah. Well, I'm going to look it up just to see. Oh, okay. Okay. It says here, be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. 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 So, and I've got to mark the ones that do not refer to the word of God. And and uh, I don't want to, to bore you with that. But there's, there are five, five out of 176. Yeah. So if you want to know anything, anything about the precious and holy and complete and perfect uh, word of God, I suggest that you go to Psalm 119 and read it over. It'd be a pretty good start, wouldn't it? Over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. 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 So um, um, we're... Uh, we're rapidly approaching the, the end of the first half hour Already? of this episode. So, wow. so now, so now as you read this word, there, there's another, some, some more key words mm -hmm. in Psalm 119. And they are this according to God does things according to his word. And we're going to talk about some of those things. And I'll give you a list of them now. And then we'll give examples uh, in our next uh, 30 minutes of this episode. For instance, um, he does in verse 9, cleansing. Oh, yeah. He cleans you up according yeah. to his word. Yeah. Uh, he does in verse 25. He, David, by the way, let, let me stop for a minute. This psalm is full of prayers and praises it sure is. you might want to call it the prayer and praise chapter if you want and that would you could and that would satisfy well. that would it fits well and that would satisfy me too but i call it the word chapter because well it's me okay <laughs> but he says he quickens quicken me according to they do you know that that's six times yeah. six times he says quicken me according to your word and the word quicken uh, is a Hebrew word, uh, and you can find it in Strong's Unconcordance, and it means, and I can't pronounce it, it means to make alive. It means to uh, revive, to repair me, to restore me. And David is saying six times that uh, Kurt's looking at my notes to get ahead of me. No, no, I'm, I was looking for the Greek word. You don't have it written I down. Didn't, I don't have it written down. <laughs> so the ones you can't pronounce, you don't but, even bother, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then they have accent marks and so forth, and you know that. So so, and we're not a Hebrew and Greek style scholar. I, I know a little Greek, and um, uh, he had the, uh, the uh, sandwich uh, uh, <laughs> counter at the Union Bus Depot years ago. And, and, and I knew, and I know a little Hebrew. He had a jewelry store down on uh, uh, just a few doors down from my dad's print shop in, 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 in the city, which I will not name. And, and I'm saying this to add a little humor to this thing. 
that's how much Greek and Hebrew I know. But thankfully, I have a strong, exhaustive yes, concordance. Indeed. That's right. And the word "quicken" there means uh, means to keep <laughs> to keep alive, or to revive, or to preserve, or to repair, or to restore. Six times, David says, "Restore me, revive me, make me alive according to your word." You find it in verse. 25. Does it say how many times uh, the word chasten? I didn't look that up. Because I know I know David refers several times that, yeah. to the chastening, uh, chastening of the Lord. In other words, sometimes God has to get after you. Yep. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, David asks to be chastened. He does. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the word quicken because I like to be made alive and restored and revived. And, and so... Uh, in in several verses, uh, he says, quicken me. Verse 25, uh, verse 149, verse 154. One minute, Pastor. Verse 156, verse 169. And, and all of these things are for, for uh, confidence mm -hmm. in God's word for comfort in God's word, uh, for continuance in God's word. And so Psalm 119 does all of these things. Now, uh, we're going to close this, this episode with, uh, with this basic introduction, and then we'll give you some, some examples of, of uh, my favorite verses in Psalm 119. And I suppose some of you already have some favorite verses. And so we had that being said, we'll take a short break and be back real soon.